did she do? Womanjacker, hello, I am Samsara and you are listening to What Did She Do? Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge this podcast is created in Nam on the lands of the Kulin Nation and thank them for allowing us to tell our stories here. What Did She Do? is a podcast which features reviews written by myself and keeps you up to date with live theatre and events in Melbourne. Let's begin by looking at what is on in Melbourne this coming week. Things are really picking up now. Chicago the Musical is in the State Theatre at Art Centre Melbourne and the show is playing all the way through to the 21st of February. And you can find out more at chicagothemusical.com.au. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is also on at Her Majesty's with the season having been extended to February the 2nd. And later in the show I will be giving you my review of this fun show. MTC have two events happening this week. The MTC at M Pavilion Play Readings take place on the 20th and the 21st and you can find out more at mpavilion.org. Also, Home I'm Darling opens in the Sumner Theatre on the 20th and for bookings and more information, you can head to mtc.com.au. Queen Bet, the biggest bitch in Hollywood, tells her story at the Studio Theatre in Gasworks from the 21st and for more information, head to gasworks.org.au. Once Upon a Drag Time Story is on again, this time at Gasworks, on the 24th. You can read my review from their FCAC season at whatdidshethink.com and for bookings, you can head to gasworks.org.au. Two shows open at La Mama Courthouse this week on the 21st, The Top Secret Violin Case and The Circle. For more information on both, head to lamama.com.au But first, let me tell you a little bit more about The Circle. Love is a powerful thing. It can bring joy. It can bring pain. It can bring terror. It can bring the end. A queer story combining a love of H.P. Lovecraft horror, pulp magazines of the 30s, teenage love and a rip-roaring soundtrack of yesteryear. Lancelot and Hugo are two cultists sacrificing innocent people to bring about the eldritch horror known as Shaguaraka, who will end the world on its return. And what better time than an apocalypse to tell someone how you really feel? Will there be another day for these star-crossed lovers? Will they abandon their beliefs in the sight of true love? Will Shaguaraka rise? Has someone reported the murders they committed in a public diner to the police? The Circle's first and foremost intention is to be a self-contained story reminiscent of Weird Tales, Stephen King, Robert E. Howard and, if the writer had his way, directed by Wes Craven. O'Brien has a real passion for stories for everyone told from a queer lens. Performed and produced by Jack O'Brien and Luke Peverell, the show is on from the 21st to the 26th of January and the times are Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday at 6.30, Wednesday and Friday at 8.30 and Sunday at 6pm. The duration is approximately 70 minutes and it is on at La Mama Courthouse at 349 Drummond Street, Carlton. Adult tickets are $30 and concession are $20. And for bookings, you can ring 03-9347-6948 or head to lamama.com.au. The Rainbow Family Hub also kicks off at the Melbourne Beagle Tent from Monday. And here's a bit more about that. (laughs) 
summer fun is sorted for the LGBTQIA plus families. Circus Oz and the Melbourne Beagle Tent will host the Rainbow Families Hub at the 2020 Midsummer Festival. The Rainbow Families Hub will be a space designed for LGBTQIA plus families and allies and will present a brand new program of activities including comedy, cabaret, sing-alongs, dancing and circus classes, workshops and activities. Over five days this summer, the Rainbow Families Hub program will feature some of Melbourne's best family-friendly performers, artists and storytellers, including Sarah Ward, Maeve Marsden and Tessa Waters. There will be a heap of free activities at Rainbow Families Hub, including daily storytime sessions where well-known LGBTQIA plus and allied leaders, comedians and public figures will read a story that inspired them as a child or they wish had been read to them as a young person. The story timeline up includes feminist writer, broadcaster and public speaker Clementine Ford, emerging queer elder and Nagarigo man Peter Wobbles Crow, and the executive director of Transgender Victoria, Margaret O'Fink. There will also be free craft workshops where participants can make their own family flag, an item of wearable art or magazine supported by Archer magazine. A program highlight will include a free and very fun Rainbow Family Dance Club, which is an extension of All the Queen's Men's Monthly LGBTQI Plus Elders Dance Club. It will be a great opportunity for kids and adults to get their boogie on to Baby Shark, the Hokey Pokey and many family favourites. During the summer festivities at the Rainbow Families Hub, families can also relax and recharge in the Melbourne Spiegel Tent forecourt while they enjoy a variety of food and beverage options that will be available, including vegan and veggie-friendly lunch options and a coffee cart. Rainbow Families Hub is presented by Circus Oz and the Melbourne Spiegel Tent with the support of Queer Space Drummond Street, Rainbow Families Victoria and Archer Magazine. As one of Australia's leading national performing arts companies, Circus Oz is an iconic element in Australian culture. It has always valued diversity, humanity, community and hilarity. The Circus Oz headquarters provides a dynamic home and incubator for circus in Australia. The purpose-built complex based in Collingwood, Melbourne, integrates training and class studios, wardrobe and props workshops, office spaces and the historic venue, the Melbourne Spiegel Tent. Circus Oz supports the development of new emerging and diverse circus artists through SideSalt. SideSalt supports the sector in developing and presenting new experimental circus. Blackflip is an intensive masterclass program for Indigenous and Torres Strait Islanders and the Strong Woman program focuses on development of women in circus. Creating and presenting circus for everyone from around Australia and internationally, Circus Oz presents an extensive touring program to regional and remote towns through to large metropolitan centres. The company now celebrates a new era featuring bold collaborations and works of varying scale and style. Expect emotional journeys of breathtaking agility, death-defying stunts, awe-inspiring acrobatic performances, irreverent comedy and spectacular live music. And just a sample of what is going to be happening. The 21st to the 22nd has over 60 under 10 by Sarah Ward. 21st to the 22nd also has Children Are Stinky by Circus Trick Tees. The 21st to the 23rd involves Kidayoki by Marie and Brass Monkey Circus from Circus Trick Tees. From the 22nd to the 24th, there is the Sing Along Drag Time 
brought to you by Frock Hudson and Miss J. The 23rd to the 25th has The Robot by TBC Theatre. On the 24th of January, there is the Rainbow Family Storytelling Workshops with Maeve Marsden and also Queer Spawn with Maeve Marsden. On the 24th and 25th, How to Be a Rockstar with Tessa Waters. And the 25th of January, there is Over the Rainbow Cabaret hosted by Tessa Waters. The full season runs from the 20th to the 25th of January. The times are from 9am to 3pm and 6pm. The venue is the Melba Spiegel Tent and throughout the Circus Oz headquarters, which is at 35 Johnston Street, Collingwood. Tickets range from free to $40 plus booking fees and you can make bookings at themelbaspiegeltent.com.au. time for my review as I mentioned earlier I'm going to give you my review for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory which has extended their season to the 2nd of February so Charlie and the Chocolate Factory has been running since the 9th of August and is going through to the 2nd of February at Her Majesty's Theatre the book is by David Grieg the music is by Mark Shaman and the lyrics are by Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman this production has been directed by Jack O'Brien with orchestration by Doug Besterman and it features Benjamin Belsley, Lucy Maunder, Tony Sheldon, Elijah Slavinskis, Paul Slade-Smith, Edgar Sterling, Lenny Thomas and Lachlan Young. Choreography is by Joshua Bagas, design by Mark Thompson, lighting is by Jaffe Wiedemann, sound by Andrew Keister, the projections are by Jeff Sugg and the puppets are by Basil Twist. It is time to indulge your sweet tooth and head on down to Her Majesty's for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, a night of shockingly funny spectacle and lots of laughs. This production is a hoot. I don't know how you grow up in the modern Western world and not at least have some passing familiarity with the story of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. The book, the films, the golden tickets, even Cadbury now have a real Wonka bar. It would be beyond belief to think it would not be made into a musical and so it has and here it is. This musical began its life in 2010 and debuted in London in 2013. It had a decent run but also didn't hit the heights of imagination. In 2017 it was reworked Worked with a new director, I Brian, for Broadway, and it is still being tweaked as it moves across the world. I reckon they have pretty much got it right now. I admit I am not a musical theatre addict, so it may be surprising that I say this show is fabulous when critics of the Sydney season were so harsh. But here I go. I am not overly impressed by all the sparkle and spangle. What I look for in a show is a strong story told using all of the elements of theatre making and all of those elements working together to support each other. 
This is what you get in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But don't worry, there is also a bevy of fun and funny surprises along the way, just as you would expect in Wonka Land. This Charlie and the Chocolate Factory leans more towards the family fantasy of the 1971 film. Having said that, there is definite darkness there, and this is what makes it feel like a secret night of naughty for us grown-ups, while the kids are enjoying all the colour and movement. Yes, there are the twee moments, such as when Grandpa Joe, Sheldon, makes jokes about his age and references Ned Kelly and Burke and Wills, but this is what musicals do, and you can hate on it, or, as I did, groan a bit and then laugh at the inevitability. This jaded tolerance is the perfect precursor to allow yourself to sink into the glorious blasphemy which sits below all of Willy Wonka's, Slade Smith's, charm and affability. Perhaps the biggest change to the story is, in the musical, Wonka seems to have selected Charlie long before he, or Charlie really, ever comes up with the idea for the competition. Yes, it telegraphs the outcome, but we already know how the story goes, and this way we don't have to pretend surprise. It's all about the journey, as they say. Sheldon is great fun as Grandpa Joe, full of energy and life contrary to his supposed aged and crippled state. And Slade Smith is excellent as Willy Wonka. This is not a dance spectacular. This production is all about great lyrics being sung well, and I don't know anybody with the dental dexterity of Slade Smith in the songs which go 100 miles a minute. The top of Act 2 is a wonder as he gallops through Strike That, Reverse It. My poor brain couldn't keep up, but it had nothing to do with the delivery or the sound system which is as clear as a bell, except for Queen of Pop for some reason. I loved all of the children, but most of all, I loved their dreadful fates as they disregarded all of Wonka's warnings. The true genius of Slade Smith's Wonka is he becomes so very, very human as he gives in to the understanding he won't be listened to and what will happen next is as inevitable as the sun rising tomorrow morning. The Gloop family, Octavia Baron Martin and Jake Fairley, are adorable, and the Salts, Stephen Anderson and Karina Russell, are satisfyingly autocratic. The Beauregards, Madison McCoy and Jamie Lee Hannigan, do the conditions proud. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is full of sleights of hand and fun illusions. Violet Beauregard's evolution into a giant purple ball and then bursting had me in stitches. But the true coup d'etat comes in Veruca Salt's demise. In this production, Veruca is a prima ballerina and her encounter with the sorting squirrels is straight out of the Nutcracker Ballet. For those of us who get that reference, this is the pinnacle display of why this show is so good. It is the dramaturgy, people, and it pokes up its head in moments of brilliance all across the show. For example, Mrs. Green, Joseph Name, the rotting vegetable seller, is a hoot and a fun reference to the age of pantomime. The Oompa Loompas are also resolved in a very clear and satisfying way, and one of the great decisions for this musical is to leave out many of their songs. They are there when they are needed, and they are gone when they add nothing to the story. Traditionally, one of the main morals of this tale has been said to be bad things happen to children who don't behave. But in this musical, it is not true because at the very end, Charlie does not heed its warning and yet he wins the kingdom. I think it is the song It Has to Be Believed to Be Seen which tells us the truth of this show and is the idea which resonates across our post-truth world. So much of the sparkle and spangle being sold to us by our leaders, social, political, theological, geographic, economic, requires faith in the message or the mouth, because there is not a whole lot of evidence to back up their statements of fact. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is the whole package. 
The production values are fantastic, but more to the point, they do what they do perfectly, and it all points to the story, not at itself. The performances are all consistently brilliant. The dancing and choreography is clean and precise, although this is not really a dancing musical. The singing is perfection. Part of the brilliance is when it works best is when all of this is left behind. One of the scenes which had me laughing the most was the journey through the wind tunnel. The whole journey is done with mime. Not a single prop or set piece is in place, but we know exactly what is happening to everyone at every moment, and it is bellyachingly funny. Okay, I will complain about one thing. I think the glass elevator should rise faster. The end of the show, musically speaking, really slows down into a kind of lullaby tempo. It is beautiful, but I was tired, and suddenly at the end, all I wanted to do was go to sleep. This will be great for the parents because their kids will be ready for bed. On the night I went, Lenny Thomas was playing Charlie and he was terrific. I also saw Elijah Slavinskis at the media call and he was equally as brilliant. I suspect no matter which night you attend, you will love whoever of the five boys playing Charlie you get. And I gave this show five stars. If you would like to comment on this review, you can go to whatdidshethink.com and have your say in the comment section under the review. You can also invite me to review your show through the Contact Me gadget on the left of the page. And now it's time for something special. And today I have two treats for you. First is an excerpt from How to Be a Rockstar, which is one of the shows happening as part of the Rainbow Family Hub. For detailed information about the Rainbow Family Hub program, head to themelbaspiegeltent.com. How to be a rock I was trying to change my disco lights. They change with sound. Let me see if I can do it. Ready? Ha! <gasps> Magic! Isn't it so cool? What? That one doesn't work so much. Anyway, welcome to How to Be a Rockstar. Super excited for you guys to be here. Hey, Rody, what's the show about? Where's my magic clipboard? Oh, that was a great... She gave me a little bit of a fright. That was a great job. <laughs> this is Rody. This is my best friend. She helps out with the show. Nice one. Okay, so what's the... Oh, great. We've got a really special guest on today. Uh, we're going to be learning how to rock saw entrances. So let's go over the disco space. Okay, guys, we're going to be um first up doing rock star entrances, okay? So, like, the rock star entrance is super important when you're the rock star, okay? It's like that moment when you come out on the stage and you've got, like, thousands of screaming fans in front of you and you just, like, have to sell it in the spotlight and, like, glitter cannons explode, okay? So, the first part of the, um, the, the rock star entrance is rock star eye contact. And the way you do rock star eye contact is you imagine you have fire in your belly, like your stomach is on fire. And then like you're a lion. And then you can also smell a fart like this. That's how you do Roxa eye contact. And then the power pose comes in. But I'm gonna hold it, okay? I'm gonna bring in the Roxa kids now and we can show you how it's done. Hey Rody, can you bring in the Roxa kids? Come on in, guys. 
Come in, high fives, let's do it. Yes, awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, positions please, positions please, awesome. Okay, guys, quick. Yeah, nice one. Okay, thanks, Rody. that was great. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Rody. Okay, you know how to do it, okay? Fire in your belly, like a lion, and then smell the fart. Ready? One, two, three, go. Rocks eye contact. That was awesome. That was awesome. That was great, right? High five. Do you guys my, feel good? My eyes hurt. <laughs> you look too hard. You were like too powerful. Okay, so the next part of it is um, the power pose, yeah? The way you do a power pose is that you do whatever pose makes you feel like really massive and awesome and powerful. Okay, so I'm going to count to three and let's all do the power pose, yeah? Ready? Okay, one, two, three. Power pose! That was awesome! Nice one! Oh, the splits! Okay, you always do the splits? That's always your power pose of preference? Yeah. Nice one. That was one. Oh, nice one. It was like a kick, like in football. Yeah. That one's yeah. just still going. It's like an interpretive dance. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay, so now we're going to rock star entrances. We're going to put it all together to some awesome tunes. DJ, can I have that groovy track, please? Yeah, awesome! Okay, here we go! Rock star entrances! Let's do it, stadium spectacular. Okay, welcome to the stage. The amazing, the one and only, straight up a world tour, it's Emo! Now this next one is an excerpt from The Circle which is opening at La Mama on the 21st and you can go to lamama.com.au for more information on this one. See? Bad neighbourhood. It will be fine. They weren't screaming bloody murder though. Remember this? Mm-hmm. Come on. Come on. It's closer. Holy fuck, what's happening? Shh. Oh no. Oh no, 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 no. Should we run? They're not here for us. Lance. What? If you were a cop doing the bad neighborhoods, do you get a coffee? Maybe. Why? And you get coffee at... Oh, shit. The lights are off. How these diners never closed, mate? What about those punks? Killed each other, hopefully. They're not stupid enough to kill a cop. This whole roach-infested neighborhood would be burned down. Kenny, they're not open. So why does the sign say open? Kenny, the lights are off. Where's that green light inside? I don't know. It's a 50s diner. Maybe they're playing Escape from the Martians. Hello? Hello? Satisfied. Everything okay in here? They're closed, Kenny. Shut up a second. Hello? Um, 
Closed! See? You're never closed. What's the deal? Uh, gas leak! Working on repair! In the dark? Oh, is this nosy? I'm sorry, sir. Just looking to help. And nothing for you to help, officer. Respectfully, free coffees for y'all when we're fresh and open tomorrow night. All right? All right, sir. Take it easy, okay? It's a rough time of night. I live here, son. You just enjoy that bulletproof glass. Will do. Thank you, sir. Uh, sir? Yeah? You may want to change your sign from open to closed. Save some confusion. I did not see that. I will work on that post-haste, officer. Good night. Good night. Well, that was a monumental waste of time. Blow me. The last week of January is also packed with exciting activities as Asiatopa kicks in and all the venues start their 2020 seasons in earnest. The week will open with Darlin' the Genie Little Show at the Butterfly Club, which opens on the 27th of January. For more information, head to thebutterflyclub.com. Gasworks is remounting When the Light Leaves in the main theatre on the 29th. You can read my review of the La Mama season at whatdidshethink.com and then head to gasworks.com for more information on this current season. La Mama kicks off Homophobic on the 30th, the gayest classical music concert in Melbourne. For more information, head to lamama.com.au. And finally, the Melbourne Spiegel Tent has two events in the final week of January. You can test your queer knowledge at All the Queen's Men's Trivia Night on the 31st and experience 20 fabulous years of Tammy Brown on the 2nd of February. For more information about both of these, head to themelbourspiegeltent.com. What Did She Do is created by myself, Samsara. The music underscoring the information about the Rainbow Family Hub is Weapon of Choice by Fatboy Slim, which is used in Brass Monkeys. If you like what you heard, this podcast is hosted on Pinecast and you can leave a tip. Or if you want to support me to keep doing what I'm doing, you can become a subscriber. Just follow the tip jar link in the show notes. You can get my reviews hot off the press as they come out by following whatdidshethink.com by email. Just click on the gadget to the left of the screen. Until next week, goodbye. What did she do?